Hello, everybody. Before we start this podcast today, I just want to let you know that I'm not sponsored in any way by any company. There is no ads here. But if you do want to see the products that I promote and the books that I have written, you can see all of that and all of the links to all of my social media accounts and Instagram, YouTube, and so on. All of that is on my website, noticebooks.org. N-O-T-U-S books.org, not us books.org. Hello, hello, everybody. Today, I want to talk about magic mushrooms, psilocybin. This is something that I get asked about fairly frequently, usually from young people, and usually they're asking about microdosing. So I'm going to talk a little bit about microdosing. I'm going to talk a little bit about heavier doses, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience with mushrooms over the last 20 years or so. Now, I don't normally offer any kind of a disclaimer on my podcasts. I don't swear or anything like that, but you might not want to listen to this podcast with children in the room. It is about drugs. This is a drug, even though it does have benefits. And even though I still use this occasionally, it's probably not something we want the children to hear. So first things first, what's up with microdosing? Well, microdosing is usually used for some sort of medicinal purpose, meaning it's being used as a medicine. Now, the actual benefits of the medicine or of any medicine can be debated, but my problem is with the medicinal use itself. Why? Because most people are using mushrooms or any drug for something that's caused by a nutritional problem. So if people are using mushrooms for headaches or stomach aches or anxiety, depression, anything like that, anything mental, well, those problems have much more of a nutritional root meaning they're caused by eating the bad foods, processed foods, or nutrient deficiencies, or both. Usually most health problems in the modern world are a combination of both. So taking a medicine, any medicine, even if it works, even if it's effective against the symptoms, it's not at all in any way addressing the root cause of the problem. Again, the cause is more likely to be eating the bad foods and nutrient deficiencies. Mushrooms do not address either of those things. There is no disease that's caused by mushroom deficiency. This is, again, even if it helps. So I don't like the idea of taking anything, whether it's mushrooms, marijuana, pharmaceutical drug. I don't like the idea of taking anything long-term to try and cover up the symptoms of a nutritional problem. We always promote prevention and reversal with nutrition. You want to fix your nutrition. You want to get off the processed foods. You want to get on the 90 essential nutrients. That's not what this podcast is about. You can message me personally anytime for more information on that. We can talk about nutrition, but that's the first major problem here. People are using this for things that are caused by nutrition and not caused by mushroom deficiency. Now, I've tried microdosing myself just to see what's up. I wanted to see, you know, am I really getting a cognitive benefit? Am I really getting a creative benefit? What happens? So I did microdose for a while. And by the way, it's hard to quantify this. You're going to see various recommendations for different doses, but depending on the type of mushrooms you get, which are largely illegal, right? So you're probably going to have to get them from the black market. You really don't know how strong those mushrooms are. Sometimes I've tried mushrooms that just a little tiny bit was ridiculously strong. And sometimes I've had to eat handfuls and it didn't even do much, right? So the, the strength of the product matters a lot. And so when you're looking at just the dose, like I'll take this 0.1 of a gram or something, that really doesn't tell you how much of the actual active ingredient you're really getting. So it's really hard to keep track of what you're actually taking. And when I was microdosing, and again, the only reason I did this was to just see, am I actually going to get a benefit from this? 
I didn't really feel a benefit. If anything, I felt all of the bad things about mushrooms, I just felt it on a smaller scale. So for one, mushrooms are really tough on the stomach. They often cause stomach pain, not just in myself, but it's one of the most common reported things that people who take mushrooms, they say, oh, that really hurt my stomach. You know, that day, the next day, the next day after that, it, it can happen for a week, you can get stomach pain. I feel it messes with the stomach quite a lot, actually, and I always take that into consideration when I'm doing mushrooms, and I didn't know that that would happen on a micro dose. Now, this is not what everyone reports, but I definitely felt it. You know, my nutrition is pretty stable all the time, so I know when something messes with me, and I felt an underlying stomach pain and minor digestive issues while I was microdosing. My digestion was no longer perfect, whereas usually it's clockwork. Next, I noticed minor headaches, not a real headache, just a minor annoyance in my head. And some people report headache relief with this, which again, headaches are caused by nutrition. They can be caused by stress, but stress really messes with your nutrition. And overall, I'm going to explain the stress factor in terms of it being compounded on top of an already existing nutrient problem. So if you're already eating bad foods, you know, which is the standard American diet, if you're already eating processed foods and you're already nutrient deficient and you're already dehydrated more or less constantly, which is very common, then adding stress on top of that is probably going to give you a headache. You have to be extremely stressed on its own. If your nutrition is perfect, you have to have a heck of a lot of stress to cause a headache. So that's not the average thing. For the average person, I believe it's just the fact that they're eating processed foods, they're generally nutrient deficient, because if you're not supplementing in the modern world, you are nutrient deficient, point blank period, and they're probably dehydrated because we have bad habits in this society where we drink coffee and sugar water and caffeine in general, energy drinks, any of these alcohol, all this type of stuff is going to dehydrate us, which means it depletes our water-soluble nutrients. Water-soluble nutrients include salt, they include the B vitamins, vitamin C, calcium, magnesium, potassium, phosphorus. All these are water-soluble nutrients. These are called electrolytes, right? If you go to the grocery store and look at an electrolyte drink, even something like Gatorade, it's mostly just salt and sugar. Now, sugar itself is an electrolyte, actually. It's actually water-soluble, but it further exacerbates the underlying dehydration problem. A lot of people think that they can just drink water and get hydrated. But hydration is water and water-soluble nutrients. Now, by the way, I go into more detail about this, much more detail about this in my newest book, Everything You Should Know About Healthy Blood Sugar. And that is available on my website, noticebooks.org. And I'm going to leave that there because we're talking about mushrooms here. But if you take mushrooms, just like if you take alcohol or you take any drug that's hard on the system, I recommend making sure that you're more hydrated than normal. Meaning if I'm going to take mushrooms, I'm making sure I'm having more water. I'm drinking lots of water throughout the whole night. I'm going to be taking salt in that water, adding some salt until I can just barely taste the salt, which is what's called salt to taste, which is what we recommend in general for the use of salt. You want to salt basically everything to taste. This includes even coffee and tea. I like to put some salted butter in my coffee so that I can just barely taste that salt. Why? Because that's an electrolyte. You need water and electrolytes to be hydrated. If you take only water, you're going to still be dehydrated and it works the other way as well. Of course, we've all had the experience of drinking or eating something too salty and now we're really thirsty, right? This is your body's internal salt meter demanding that these nutrients are present in balance. And water is a nutrient, again, so is salt, so is the B vitamins, so is calcium, magnesium, etc. And interestingly, if you look at any hangover product at your local gas station or grocery store, a product that says this helps with hangovers in some way, 
look at the label, it's probably just B vitamins because B vitamins are key electrolytes. So I already take B vitamins. Our regular products that we recommend everybody take all the time are loaded in B vitamins. So if I'm taking mushrooms, I'm gonna double dose that day. I'm gonna drink my supplements while I'm on the mushrooms. And I'm probably gonna wake up feeling hungover no matter what, because that's what mushrooms do. They're very strong. I'm gonna take even more in the morning, more than I normally would, just like I would with a hangover. I don't really drink alcohol, by the way, but a little while ago, a couple of months ago, I had some alcohol with my friends and I drank basically a bottle of wine to myself. It was way too much. I was extremely hungover in the morning. I drank my supplements in the morning, felt a lot better, had some food. By the way, I don't usually eat breakfast, but had some food, made me feel a lot better. It's going to be a similar experience on mushrooms, most likely. So you basically want to act like you're drinking alcohol. I wouldn't recommend mixing alcohol with mushrooms, by the way, but I treat it like alcohol. If I'm going to have some mushrooms, I'm going to go super hard on water, electrolytes, and I'm going to eat breakfast the next day, which I don't normally do. So a lot of people in the health business don't really like me talking about mushrooms in this way because we're not supposed to be recommending that anyone do drugs. This is pretty taboo to be speaking so openly about it. And I don't want to seem like I'm encouraging people to do this, especially if you don't want to do it. But the thing is, people are asking me and they're probably going to be doing it anyways. They're thinking about doing it anyways. Either they're thinking about microdosing, which I don't recommend, or they're thinking about taking a larger dose. So in that case, I feel it's best to have an honest conversation about what to expect and what to do rather than just say, don't do it because they're probably going to do it anyways. And you should do it in a safe way and you should know what to expect. So having said that, the first thing that I recommend is not taking too much. You're probably not going to take it just once. And I recommend that actually, if you really want to get the full experience of mushrooms, you want to start with a lower dose. The first time you do it, hopefully doesn't make you really, really high because it can be overwhelming. It can be very extreme actually, and it can be even painful, right? You can have the stomach pain. You can have the headache, you know, you can get extremely hungover. It can be a miserable experience actually. So you want to take a smaller dose to start off with. And especially since you don't know how potent the product is that you have, and there's not really an easy way to measure that you want to start small. And even myself, even though I've been experienced in this for 20 years, is around 20 years. If I get a new batch of mushrooms, I'm going to eat just a tiny little bit. It's not, not for the purpose of microdosing. I'm taking a tiny little bit when I get it just to see how strong it is so that I can gauge how much I actually want to take when I really want the full experience. So if you're a first timer, you might want to start with half of a gram, especially if you're a young person, the person who asked me today, they look like a young and small person, body weight, small, well, drugs and nutrients, supplements, all this stuff works on body weight. If you're a smaller person, it's going to hit you harder. So if you're young, chances are you're on the smaller side and you want to start with half a gram to a gram maximum. I'll put the maximum at one gram, but it's even better to take a real little, little tiny bit, just a, you know, the size of a fingernail, just to see what's up with it. Is it really strong? Do you actually feel something with that one fingernail piece? Well, then you want to work your way up in even smaller steps, basically. So if you're looking for that transformative experience, like you hear people talking about DMT and ayahuasca, and I've never done either of those, but you hear people talking about it like this extreme transformative experience. You go to some other dimension or something like that. Well, don't expect to do that the first time. If anything, I would work your way into it. I would train your body to recognize it. Your body does get a bit used to it. And I find actually the more times I do it, the faster it hits me. 
because I feel like, you know, the body recognizes this and it sort of throws me into the high, maybe before it's even really fully in the blood. I'm not sure how it works, but it seems like it used to be an hour or two. I used to have to wait an hour or two for it to hit me. And now the older I get, while I've been doing it two, three or four times every year, it seems like it hits me right away once I do it. So it's a good idea to get used to it and work your way up to that extreme experience that you might be looking for. And if you're not looking for that extreme experience, if you're really not looking for an ego death or something like that, honestly, you might not even want to do mushrooms. Like, I think it should be used for a transformative experience. I think it should be used very seriously in this manner because frankly, it's not that fun of a drug. It's not something that you really want to take at a party or something like that. It's not something you probably want to take with a lot of people. It's probably something that you want to take in a quiet, controlled comfortable environment and that's key comfortable environment there have been some times where i've done it with too many people around too much noise around too much stimulation and a bunch of other people who were also intoxicated and i had a really bad experience there's even been times where i went home when i was a kid like i'm only 32 years old i've been using this for about 20 years so that means i was a kid when i first started this and i remember going home high on mushrooms and my dad's like trying to lecture me or something and that was a horrible experience, right? You want to be, you want to be away from the stresses of life if you can at all help it because mushrooms can provoke extreme positive thoughts, but they can also provoke extreme negative thoughts, negative feelings. And those feelings can be extremely overwhelming. And unlike some things, like if you take too much alcohol, you can go to the hospital and get your stomach pumped with mushrooms. I don't really think that's the case. I might be wrong on that, but it's like, once you're high, you're high and you have to deal with that high for several hours. And if you're having an unpleasant experience, if you're in an uncomfortable place, you really might not have a good time. Along these lines, I would definitely make sure that you have somebody there or multiple people there who are not high, people who are not doing it. You want somebody to be able to watch over you, make sure you don't do anything stupid, make sure you don't burn the house down. Really, you can hurt yourself if you're not thinking clearly and mushrooms are a very, very reliable way to not be thinking totally clearly, especially if you're not used to it, you don't know what to expect. Maybe you freak out and get an anxiety attack. These are all reasons to up your dose slowly, by the way. And again, have somebody there who's going to be more responsible and you can trade off and watch over them when they do it as well. Because really it takes a long time to really become comfortable enough with mushrooms where I feel okay doing it alone or I feel okay doing it with just say just me and one friend and we're both doing it at the same time. We don't need to watch over each other because we know we're taking a dose that's not going to cause us to jump off the roof basically and we know we can handle it and we know we can we can handle the anxiety that might come with it and so on. Now I said that I would talk about some of my personal experiences here and I've already mentioned some of them but I will mention also that I have taken much higher doses than I would normally recommend. I did start off with smaller doses when I was younger. We're talking about a gram, maybe two grams once I started to get used to it. And this is not back to back, by the way. One of the reasons that I like mushrooms is because it's really hard to become addictive to it. I don't really know anyone who's become addicted to it. But that's also another reason I don't like microdosing, because the more addictive things tend to be less strong. Like tobacco is extremely addictive, right? compared to other drugs, but the tobacco high, so to speak, is not very strong. It's very minor. You get this little minor jolt, and that's supposed to be one of the reasons why it's so addictive. But the harder drugs have much less addiction rates. Like people think of heroin junkies, but heroin is so strong, it's not actually that addictive. 
the vast majority of people who try heroin do not become addicted to it. It is a big problem for the people who do become addicted to it, but since it's so strong, you really can't live a normal life on it, frankly. And I think that's one of the main reasons why people who try it, they decide not to do it often enough where they really form the habit and the habit is the backbone of the addiction. So I know I really can't function on mushrooms very well, so I don't do any work at all when I'm doing it. I don't try and deal with customers. You know, I don't answer emails. I do it at a time when I know that I don't have to do these things. For example, I know that I don't have to do orders on Friday and Saturday because orders ship out Monday morning to Friday morning, basically. So Friday night, I don't need to put any orders in. Nothing ships out until Monday morning. So I have Friday, Saturday, therefore I don't have to worry about anything. So you can see where I'm going with this. Like if I did it in the middle of the week, it would screw up my business. And I care much more about my business than I do about getting high. So it's not something I'm going to do during the week. And it's so strong and gives you such a strong hangover if you do a proper dose that you don't want to do it all the time. The most common thing that uh, my buddies and I say to each other after we do mushrooms is, well, I don't want to do that for a while because you get a two, three day hangover sometimes. And who wants to deal with that? I don't want to deal with that. And Sometimes alcoholics say that, oh yeah, you deal with a hangover by taking more alcohol. Well, it's not the same with mushrooms, believe me. You know, you wake up after a mushroom hangover and the first thing you probably think is, I don't want to do that for a while. That was really, really strong. And that's good. This limits the addictive nature of it. That's a very important factor. So when I normally take them now, every few months, every six months, something like that, there's been a few years where I never took them at all, by the way, but especially when I'm kind of lost in life. It's those are the years that I'll be taking it four times a year or something like that. And I'll usually be taking around three and a half grams. Again, potency differs from different batch to batch. So sometimes they're way stronger. And sometimes I only need a couple of grams to really get the high that I'm looking for, get the transformation that I'm looking for, get the insights that I'm looking for. But usually it's around three and a half grams. And for me, after many years, being a full-grown adult male, around 160 pounds or so, I think that's what I weigh, I think that's a decent dose for me. I have taken much more than that, and it hasn't always been good. In fact, in some cases, it's been really bad. I'll tell you one time, the most time I ever took, I think it was around 10 grams. And I took it with a friend of mine, and he was one of my best friends. And I emphasize that word was, you know, we had known each other for a long time. We had been through a lot, but that experience together basically made us not friends anymore. And I don't know if he even knows this because this was more about me. I already had some negative feelings about him, that he was a negative person, that he didn't believe in me, that he thought I was going to fail. And he had even said some of these things in more or less that exact language, but we can disregard a lot of things that our friends say, I think, and maybe mushrooms helps bring that to the surface. But what happened was when the high really kicked in, first of all, I saw him as very vulnerable, which I had always kind of looked up to him. He was older than me. I considered him wiser. You know, I would lean on him. If we were in a situation where I didn't know what to do, I would look at him to know what to do. And I'm sorry if he's listening to this, by the way, you know, this, this is my real feelings, but I looked at him as kind of pathetic in that time when I started to get high there, I started to kick in and I looked down upon him for the first time. And it was a very strange thing. But then all of the negative thoughts that I already had about him came to the forefront. Basically, like I said, I don't think he believed in me. He had told me before that like, Hey, if you fail on this venture, don't worry, you can come back and I'll loan you money or something, you know? And that sounds like it can be kind of a nice thing. Like, hey, I got your back even if you fail. But 
he's expecting me to fail. He's not expecting these ventures to work out. And, you know, to his credit, most of my ventures in life didn't turn out. But I don't want to be around people who don't believe in me. I don't want to be around people who don't believe in the products that I'm promoting or the business that I'm starting or thinks that I'm going to fail. I really don't want to fail. I really want to believe that things will work if I work hard and, you know, bring the correct value to the marketplace and learn my communication and all the stuff that is required for success. I like to think that if I implement those strategies, it'll work. I don't want to be planning to fail, basically. I don't have life insurance, you know what I mean? I'm not planning to die young, and that sounds stupid to some people, but I really like to believe that things are going to work out. And I really don't want to be around people who don't believe that or don't support me to the fullest. Instead of saying, oh, I'll support you if you fail, why not say, hey, I'll support you while you're building. And I don't mean financially, right? Even mentally, just support matters. People who are rooting for you, people who will allow you to talk to them about you know, your problems in the business, right? I looked up to this person. Why not talk to me about how I could do better or how the business could do better? If you think this is a bad idea, why not talk about how it could be better rather than just expecting it to fail? Now, I might be going too deep on this, but something similar might happen to you. You might realize that some people in your life are very negative and your best bet is probably to identify that ahead of time. But maybe mushrooms can help you see something that you didn't see before or admit something that you wouldn't admit before. Maybe it was a gut feeling that you had that you really didn't want to confront and this might be with a girlfriend, boyfriend, this might be with a parent, this might be with a boss, this might be with a business partner, or like me, it might be one of your friends who, again, I knew these deep-seated things. I knew he was a negative person. I knew he wasn't encouraging me. If anything, he was discouraging me. I knew that in our conversations, he would always tilt towards the negative. He would always look at the downside. And none of that really helped me. But what happened here is not only did I look down on him for the first time ever, and that was quite shocking to me, it's like looking down on a parent, you know, it's, it's really disheartening. You, you want to look up to people and that sucks to look down on people really. And it's hard to even admit this in this conversation. Although I don't expect him to listen to it. It feels like it makes me sort of ugly, right? These are, these are bad things that I'm describing. But what happened was, as I got more high, basically he kind of turned into a toad in front of me. And I don't mean literally a toad like a frog, you know, it's not literally. What I mean is that the ugliness that I perceived in him transformed his appearance visually. And this isn't a full-blown hallucination. I don't think you see pink elephants and stuff when you're high on mushrooms. It's not really like that. It's more just like the textures of things change. And we're talking about a lot of mushrooms here. 10 grams of strong mushrooms is quite a serious dose. So I really was tripping. And rather than having full-blown hallucination of things that were not there, what I was seeing is things that I already perceived that were there and they brought themselves to the surface. And so, you know, his skin was boiling, his skin formed these big, bumpy, gross boils sort of thing, like a toad. He had multiple eyes sprouting out of his head, so to speak. It was basically just hideous. He looked like a monster to me. And he's, he's not a bad looking guy. He's a good looking guy, actually. So seeing that hideousness is... Uh, it was really shocking to me. And frankly, I think we only saw each other once after that. I think he came over maybe the day after, a couple days later, and it was a really solemn meeting. We were both kind of down. I think we were both in rough places in life as well. Neither of us were particularly happy. I knew that I was very depressed at that time and I was very alone at that time. 
And frankly, it was a time that I really needed a friend. And so I actually really appreciated him coming over and, and doing those mushrooms with me and having that experience. I hadn't seen him in a while. It was good to have somebody over as a guest at my place, all this stuff. But overall, it was a very negative experience. And the time that he came over after that, again, it was just very, it was very solemn. It wasn't exciting. We weren't happy. And frankly, I don't remember ever seeing him again. And I know at one point I unfriended him on Facebook and such. And I just, I made no effort to contact him other than possibly a couple of calls because, you know, I am, I'm trying to maintain relationships with my friends. I do believe I called him a couple times after that, but I got the same old negativity, right? I got the dismissiveness. I got the short answers and it's like, I hadn't, we hadn't done anything to each other. There's no reason to be so negative. So after that mushroom experience, I really just couldn't ignore the negativity and I had to put my foot down and say, you know, I can't afford to have negative people in my life, even if I've known them for a really long time and all this. And even if they've helped me out quite a lot in life and they've, they've been good to me, I need to get rid of them. And he's not the only person in this category. And, and this is more of a personal development discussion, I guess. So I'm going to kind of stop this rather than going into more cases of people that I had to cut off for what I felt was them holding me back, basically. But with him, yeah, I really just, I couldn't bring myself to be friends with him anymore. And I've heard some of my other friends say that he's kind of offended about it and whatever, but it is what it is. So I'm saying all this because in taking your mushrooms, they might not bring you to another dimension where you have some awesome transformative experience that makes you all light and happy. Some people report that, but it might bring out the darkness that you already know is there and that you are forced to confront in that state and now it's been brought to your conscious attention and you might not be able to ignore it in the future. So you might need to make serious life changes after these things have been brought to your attention. And if you don't make those changes, you're kind of missing the point of this experience. And I don't think this information is coming from anywhere else, by the way. I think this information is coming from you. Like I said with my friend, I think that ugliness, it didn't come from the world or God or whatever extra dimensional beings showing me this new information. This is what I already knew in my heart and mushrooms only allowed me to see it in a new way, in a way that I could not ignore. So that's that. Now I can switch to more positive experiences. And I don't need to tell you in detail about positive experiences, but I'm going to say that many times doing mushrooms, either just myself or with some friends, it has been overwhelmingly positive actually. We've had great bonding experiences, lots of laughs, and lots of really good ideas, actually, especially in my creative work. I've gotten a lot of great ideas from mushrooms, especially when I'm feeling in a bit of a slump. I'm feeling like my work is just repeating itself or something like that. I like to take mushrooms and hope that I get some new ideas, hope that I get some new perspective. And a lot of that, I think, is just from stepping back itself. You hear a lot of things in books where people people who achieved a lot or something like that, or they became really, they're a creative worker of some kind, an artist or something. A lot of times you read that they were stuck on this one problem or they were stuck on this one painting or this one project. They, they were just, they're driving themselves nuts with it. They were hitting a brick wall with it. And then they stepped back and everything changed. They stepped back and they got the final idea that they were looking for that brings it all together. Or they stepped back and now suddenly the problem that they've been working on makes sense. And I could mean stepping back literally, by the way, this even works in painting. Most of the best painters that I'm aware of and, and myself, I need to step back every now and then. You can't just stand directly in front of the easel. You can only see a foot in front of your face, or right? you can only see the details, 
right? You're missing the forest for the trees, basically, in another expression. You need to stand six feet back from it. I like to stand six feet, 20 feet back from it, depending on whether it's a mural or a, or a painting on a canvas. I like to step back. I like to squint my eyes even. And that's something I've heard lots of times from artists who said they need to squint their eyes. So what are they doing? They're changing their perspective. They're forcing themselves not to look at the details by squinting their eyes so that they can see a more complete picture and judge it as a, as a comprehensive piece rather than looking at the pieces of it. So that's sort of what mushrooms can do. It's allowing you to just step away and especially it can be so overwhelming, it can be so strong that if you've been obsessed with something, if you've been obsessed with a project or a person, right, a relationship, maybe that's bugging you or something like that, the mushrooms really can force your hand into looking at it differently. And that can be all the difference. For me, it's been all the difference several times. For me, even there's been times where I've been basically heartbroken over a girl taking the mushrooms and some people might avoid it during that time because they're already feeling bad so they don't want to feel worse on mushrooms but what the mushrooms have allowed me to do in some cases is look at things realistically look at like hey this relationship actually wasn't good you know this person actually wasn't being good to me or maybe i wasn't being good to them both can happen and you can be blind to both of those things while you're caught up in the emotional whirlwind of a breakup or a tumultuous relationship in general so being forced to step back and squint your eyes on that can really help you come to terms with things. Like, okay, yeah, I did love her or him or whatever, but just like my friend, you know, I love my friend, frankly. I'm not going to say his name here, but the truth is I still love him. He's still a brother to me. I just don't want to be around him unless he changes his negative attitude, which I don't expect other people to change. It's hard to change people. I'd rather work on myself and change myself. And if he comes around as a positive person, I'd be happy to apologize for this and say, you know what? Sorry for cutting you off. It was rude. I should have at least given you an explanation. But frankly, if he comes to change his mind, he will probably understand. He will probably say, look, don't worry about it. I know I was being super negative. I know you were basically broken, looking hopeless at that time and lonely. And I was nothing but discouraging to you. So I hope that time comes around. But this has happened to me for relationships as well. Like really like, okay, I love the person. I am sad about it. I'm sad we couldn't make it work. But I recognize now that this wasn't healthy for this ABC reason or that this person's actions really were unacceptable and I should not accept that in my life. Or my actions really were acceptable. I should have listened to her, whatever, you know, I should have been there more. All, this, all the things, you know, this can speed up the healing process of a relationship by forcing you to confront all the things that you might not necessarily want to confront in your regular life. Now, this podcast actually just went a lot deeper than I expected it to. I expected just to say that microdosing isn't necessary because you fix your nutrition and you don't need to microdose all the time. And that if you're going to do proper doses, you want to ease into it. You want to have supervision there and you want to understand that it's going to have a hangover effect and it might hurt your stomach and so on. But we've got a bit more philosophical here. So before I end this, I want to mention a couple other things. I want to mention sexuality. And I want to talk a little bit about how to actually use mushrooms. So let's cover the how first. Let's step back a little bit and do something easy. A lot of people like to take mushrooms on like food or pizza. I've heard a lot of people doing teas. Well, various times I've tried to do these, you know, put them in food or make a tea out of it. And I feel it just kind of wasted the mushrooms. It's harder to control the dose, in my opinion. I would much rather just take it straight. And I was always taught that the way that you do it 
is first of all, you want to expect that they don't taste good. They just, they don't taste good. So people put them in teas and, and put them on pizza because they want to mask the taste. Well, you got to understand this doesn't taste good. It's not supposed to taste good. So I would just do it. And then you can wash your mouth out after, you know, you can have a drink afterwards or something like that. You can eat some food afterwards, which should pull whatever the pieces are in your mouth, pull it out of your mouth. And so you don't have to taste anymore. Or you could chew some gum or something. I mean, just expect that it's going to taste bad. I wouldn't eat it directly. I always prefer to take it, put it in the mouth, chew it up into a clump of mush and leave it tucked up against the teeth in the gums. This is sort of like chewing tobacco. I don't chew tobacco, but it's the same concept. Chew it up into a mush. You just leave it there in the gums so it absorbs in the gums. And you can leave it there a long time. Truthfully, we try and leave it a long time. That's how we feel we're getting the maximum benefit from it because it should be absorbing directly into the bloodstream there. And there shouldn't be much left. By the time you're ready to swallow it, basically there shouldn't be much left there to even swallow. And I think this is the most efficient way to do it. I don't want to waste mushrooms, but I also want to control the dose. I don't know how much I'm going to absorb if I put it directly into the stomach. And the tea feels like a waste of time, frankly. I've never really gotten a good experience from a mushroom tea. I imagine you have to use a lot of mushrooms because I have failed to use enough. And that's just a part of this thing. It's like, well, I know that I can eat three and a half grams and have a really substantial experience. It's not too much. But I know that if I make a tea with 3.5 grams, it's probably not going to do anything to me. So I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting mushrooms. And I don't know how much I actually have to put in in order to get high. So I have to do the whole experimentation stage all over again. So I recommend putting it in the mouth. Again, dealing with the negative taste. It's not that bad, by the way. You get used to it. But keep it tucked up there until there's barely anything there left. And then swallow what's left. And if you're going to take more, do it again. And that's it. That's how I would do it. Now, finally here, I'm going to mention girls and relationships and sexuality because sometimes people, young people especially, they want to take drugs or alcohol with the opposite sex, hoping for some sort of sexual encounter or romantic encounter, or maybe you're trying to win somebody over. Well, let me tell you, if you, whether you're a guy or a girl, if this is the case, if you're planning to take this with somebody that you're romantically interested in or romantically involved in, I would definitely be aware that this might be the opposite of what you're looking for. This might have the opposite effect. This is not like alcohol that loosens people up. If anything, this tightens people up. It causes you to internalize much, much more. And for me, I don't know if this is the same for women or everybody or whatever, but for me and most of my friends, we don't consider this a sexual drug at all, at all, at all, at all. If anything, it's the opposite. And I can tell you a couple of stories here to illustrate this. And forgive me if it's too personal or whatever, but, you know, st stories help us understand things. So one time back in high school, my friend and I, my best friend at the time, actually, we always liked picking up girls. We were pretty good at it. You know, I was dating this girl and she had friends in high school who were like, the hot chicks in high school. They're like the popular girls. And they were all older than us, actually. My friend and I were both younger than them. So this is a pretty cool situation if you're thinking about it from a guy's perspective. Like, we've got all these older, quite good-looking girls who I'm already dating one of them. So, you know, that's already all good. And together, actually, both of us have already hooked up in some way with most of the girls in the room. I'm not saying this to brag or anything. I'm just painting a picture that... For us, my friend and I going into this party, let's call it, because it was just him and I and like eight or 10 of these 
hot chicks. Going into this party, we were totally expecting that this would turn into an orgy, basically. And we were totally expecting that this was going to go very well for us. And let me tell you, it was the exact opposite that happened. First of all, once we started to take it, my friend and I started talking to each other more. We were suddenly not very interested in the girls, and I'm not even interested. I'm not paying attention to my girlfriend. And I remember them all, like, they're getting ready or something or whatever. I don't think we were going anywhere, but I think we took the mushrooms early, and we were expecting to have, you know, sort of a night partying or whatever together. This was actually at my girlfriend's house, and her parents weren't there. Again, think about a guy in high school here. This is a perfect situation. And thinking back, I'm like, we should have used alcohol instead. <laughs> we should have used alcohol instead because, because by the time that they were finished getting ready, we were completely not interested in them at all. We were interested in each other. You know, this was my best friend at the time. I'm not talking sexually. I'm just saying, you know, we, we were broing out at that time. You know, we were laughing. We were joking. And the truth is... We snuck away from the house at one point. I don't remember exactly how it happened. We were very high on these mushrooms, and I'm sure the girls were as well. We took quite a lot, actually. We weren't messing around with this. And we had already been taking them for a few years at that point, so we were confident in taking a lot. But my friend and I snuck away. We snuck away from this party full of hot chicks. And my girlfriend was mad at me. I remember that. I remember her calling me, and I didn't want to deal with it. I ignored her calls and she's freaking out. You know, she's texting me, yelling at me, you know, where are you? What the heck? And I'm not even responding to her. And that's one of the reasons I like mushrooms actually is it takes you away from the stresses of life. You don't want to deal with the stresses when you're on mushrooms. I'm a workaholic personally in my adult life. So it's one of the reasons I like to do mushrooms now and then because it forces me to not do any work. It forces me to not think about work. And in this case, it forced me not to deal with a, a relationship fight. And that, by the way, this was probably our first fight. You know, we got along great, that girl and I. We were really easy going with each other. But she was really upset that we left and that we didn't even say goodbye and all this stuff. She's asking, are you going to come back? And I had no interest in going back. Now, further than that, this was on the other side of the city from where my friend and I lived. So we're talking about an hour or two walk and we were on foot. So we chose for some reason to stay together and walk the very long walk, which was longer because we were high and we were taking our time and we were looking at the flowers and we were looking at the, the water on the pavement and just like appreciating everything. You know, you get all these, all this textural, uh, vibrancy, you know, we were just enjoying that. We were just laughing. We we're just telling jokes. We we're just telling stories and, and, Quite honestly, it was one of the best bonding experiences that I've ever had with my friend there. But we totally blew off the girls. And I don't think that girl ever really truly forgave me for that, by the way. She didn't understand, you know, why did you leave? Why didn't you tell us? And the truth is, I don't know. We were high on mushrooms. I don't know why we did this thing. But we had a good time. We actually had a great time. Actually, if I go to see him now... You know, this was almost 20 years ago. We could probably talk about that night all over again and be like, yeah, you remember that night? That was a great night. Think back to the beginning here. We were expecting an orgy with the hot chicks in school. And we ended up just me and him, just me and my buddy, walking this extremely long walk all the way back to my place. And I think we just sat in my garage and smoked a joint when we got there. And by that time, it was like the middle of the night. You know, I got 50 missed calls from my girlfriend and whatnot. But it was still an amazing experience for me and my friend. So I'm just saying that if you're expecting some sort of sexual romantic encounter, you probably don't want to do mushrooms with that person until you are really 
comfortable with that person and you really want to make sure that there's nothing like my previous friend, the previous story who turned into a toad, you really want to make sure that this is not a, a dysfunctional relationship. You don't want to take mushrooms with someone you have a dysfunctional relationship with, or it might frankly end the relationship at that point. And if you're thinking about, oh, well, I'm, I'm interested in this person, doing mushrooms together may not bring you closer together. Again, if anything, it's going to bring both of you into your own world. It's more likely to do that. It's going to, it's more likely to make you both more self-conscious or self-aware of things. And this is not the best place to be in mentally in order to connect with another person. Honestly, the only real true connective experiences that I've had on mushrooms have been with people that I'm already close with, people that I already feel good about, and it helped us get even closer, or we had a fun experience together. But I guarantee that my friend on that last talk there where we did that long walk, he probably had a totally different experience of it than myself, right? It's very introspective. It makes you think more about yourself than about other people, which again, that's not good in a relationship. You want to be thinking about the other person, how to please the other person. You want to be thinking about listening to the other person. But on mushrooms, it can be hard to listen to anybody about anything because you're constantly thinking, right? You're thinking to yourself or you're, you're looking at things and things are changing and you're experiencing the world differently from anything you've ever done. And you're just not thinking about the person in front of you. You might be experiencing it with them, but it's not about them. It's about you. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And let me tell you one more story here. Having to do with girls. So this was not that long ago. This was probably four years ago. I was seeing somebody and... We were used to getting high together on marijuana. Most of my girlfriends have never smoked marijuana, by the way, so it usually wasn't the bonding thing that we had together, but her and I smoked marijuana together and we decided to do mushrooms together. And I should have taken my own advice and not done it, frankly, because again, it's much more about yourself. I remember I was high on the mushrooms. I was thinking whatever about myself, my own life. Uh, I wasn't thinking about her. Now, she suggested that we watch a movie, which is something that I usually don't like to do on mushrooms just because it requires more focus and attention than I'm willing to give it. I kind of like to just free flow with it. And you don't need to do anything special on mushrooms to have a good time or, or an interesting time. You know, you don't need to do anything special in order to get new ideas and new insights or new perspectives. You can frankly just sit there and look at the grass and you know, have your mind blown by something that was already in your mind, but something you're forced to confront in a new light. So I don't like watching a movie. Usually it doesn't make much sense to me. If I'm going to watch a movie, it's, I want to pay attention to it and stuff. But so she wanted to watch a movie. She puts on the movie and the movie was actually pretty interesting. It's a movie that got very good reviews. I think it's a movie that won some awards and stuff. So it was actually a pretty engaging movie. And the thing with mushrooms is uh, just like marijuana, I guess it can cause you to focus more. It's not that likely, actually. Usually it's more likely that you're kind of scattered and, you know, you start something, you do it for five minutes and you want to do something else. That's more the feeling that I usually get with mushrooms. But in this case, the movie was quite good and I got pretty sucked into the movie. I wanted to watch the movie. Well, about three quarters of the way in, she wanted to go upstairs and make love. Okay. She wanted to go upstairs and become intimate. Well, I didn't feel like getting into it at all, you know, and this was a girl that we actually had a very healthy sexual relationship. You know, we were, we could please each other very easily. It was all good, but I believe she was thinking that it would be better on mushrooms or something like that. I don't know. We never really talked that deeply about it, but I believe that she thought that the drug would enhance the sex. And that's true a lot of the times, you know, with 
marijuana or ecstasy, which I don't recommend at all, by the way, MDMA, I don't recommend it at all, but it can enhance the sexual experience big time. And I think that's what she was expecting with the mushrooms. And I wasn't expecting that because I know that I'm not really interested in girls when I'm high. And by the way, you know, this is why I put a disclaimer on this video. I was going to mention this, that guys have to get it up, right? So if you're not in the mood or you're drunk, maybe, you know, this happens to a lot of guys where you really can't get it up. You're either not interested in it or your body's fundamentally working differently and it's just not working. You can, you might want to do it and you look down and it's not working. I hear this all the time with alcohol, by the way, and I don't really use alcohol very often. So you know, it's not really a problem, but I knew this would be a problem on mushrooms. Like the female doesn't have to do anything basically whether they're in the mood or not they don't have to have blood in a specific area of their body in order to perform so a lot of times the guy is not going to be able to perform and by the way i've heard this by a lot of guys on mushrooms and many other drugs like cocaine alcohol definitely all the time i hear them say i just can't get it up when i'm on these drugs i can want the person you know i, I got this person to come to my apartment and I couldn't do anything about it. And this was the case here. You know, we were watching this movie. I'm really engrossed in this movie. I'm really high on mushrooms. And she said, okay, let's turn this off and go upstairs. And I'm thinking like, well, can't we just finish the movie first? And I believe I said that. Can't we just finish the movie first? Now I'm never going to forget the look that she gave me at that time. The look was like, you know, how dare you? You want to watch the movie more than you want to make love to me basically. And oh man, I don't think we ever repaired our relationship. I don't know if I can blame that one incident. I'm not blaming that one incident. There were other things going on, but that was definitely a factor. And we really never recovered from that, frankly. And we broke up very soon after that, which was not something I wanted to do. I was very, very infatuated with this girl. But when I was on mushrooms, I did not want to make love to her. And there's nothing about her, really. It's more about the mushrooms and about me. You know, when you're on the mushrooms, you want think about you or you, again you're just not interested in sex i've heard some people say that they like to have sex on mushrooms by the way but not often it's not common it's much more common to just be really introspective while you're doing it and sex is not something that's even on your mind and remember sex is kind of pressure like you you have to perform you you have to please this other person that's not what you want to do in mushrooms. With mushrooms, you might you might want to eat a cupcake or you might want to do this and that, but it's about you, right? Maybe you want to feel something. You want to do something. You want to touch something. You know, you want to stare off into space. You want to smoke a joint. You're not, it's very difficult to think about somebody else on mushrooms. And this, these statements might just be blanketly wrong. I'm not sure this might have to do with me, but a lot of people talk to me about this and ask me about mushrooms and share their experiences with me. I have a lot of friends who've done a lot of mushrooms over a lot of years. And this seems to be the consensus that ladies, if you want your guy to make love to you on mushrooms, your expectations are probably misplaced. You probably don't want to plan for that. You probably want to plan for something non-sexual. Like my friend and I taking that walk across the city, totally non-sexual, but totally bonding. It brought us closer together. But if you want something different, if you're, if you're expecting something different, again, this might be a problem instead of a blessing to you. This, this mushroom experience might, you know, put a wedge in your communication rather than opening it up. So just be on the same page. 
maybe even listen to this podcast together before you do it. If neither of you have ever done it, you know, your natural drives are not going to be the same. What you want in your everyday, normal, sober life is probably going to change temporarily when you do mushrooms. And that includes sex, that includes relationships, and it includes things you might normally enjoy doing. You might normally enjoy watching a movie together where it might be lame doing it on mushrooms. I really don't like watching a movie on mushrooms, right? That story I just told there, it was like, well, once it was on, that's what she wanted to do. Once it was there, I got into it and I couldn't help but stay into it. And I wanted to know how it ended, you know, it was a pretty good movie. How does it end? Right. But by the time that the movie was over, because, you know, when she said, let's stop and let's go upstairs, I said, well, can we just finish the movie? There wasn't much of the movie left, like half an hour left. She gave me the scoff, the how dare you look, you know, and said, no, that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. You know, we'll watch, we'll watch the movie sort of, you know, passive aggressively. And, you know, it was kind of like by the time the movie was over, I wasn't really that high anymore anyways, but I still really wasn't that interested uh, in sex or sexual contact. It wasn't about that. And I do believe we tried, by the way, and we might have even succeeded. We might have had sex that night. I really can't even remember. But what I remember is the sourness. And I remember feeling like she got her feelings hurt and I couldn't explain otherwise. You know, I couldn't tell her like, hey, it's not you. This is just mushrooms. And, you know, I hoped that she would understand that anyways, because like I said, we had a very healthy sexual relationship. We were very into each other and we had no problem pleasing each other. It was just this one time. And I blame the mushrooms and I blame the expectations involved. And, you know, now that I've said all this, it's pretty much all I have to say on it. It's the things that you might want to be aware of. And I don't have much else to add on this. If you want to talk further about mushrooms, you can feel free to reach out to me. That's no problem. If you want to use mushrooms for a medicinal reason, I don't recommend it. If you want to use it for spiritual reasons, sort of like the experiences I've described here, I do recommend that. I don't recommend doing heavy doses all at once. I recommend understanding that it's going to take you several different times that you want to space out over several months or weeks. You know, you don't want to do it back to back. You want to understand that you want to build this up in your body, build your tolerance up, build your expectations up so that you know what to expect when you do finally take the types of doses that are going to give you the insights and the experiences that you probably are looking for with a real dose. So with all that said, hope you guys appreciate this podcast today. I appreciate you for listening and we'll see you next time.